0: It's on now, Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the fantasy guys here at CBS Sports. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan studios. National mortgage lender, Quicken Loans, apply simply. Understand fully, mortgage confidently. And we will confidently help you win in week number five. Heath Cummings, how are you tonight on the eve of Sunday of the fifth week of the football season.
1: You're just looking forward to a week five that you know is going to be finally normal. We've had weird week three. We had the wild week four. Week five, everything's going to go just exactly the way we say it's going to tonight.
0: Yes, as we saw on Thursday night with the Colts coming out and playing very well offensively from the passing standpoint with Andrew Luck. uh, We all thought he was going to struggle, and, of course, he did not because no quarterback struggles in the NFL these days as – we're probably going to see in uh, the action this weekend. Uh, as you can probably tell, neither of us are Adam Azer, our usual host of Ion uh, Fantasy Football. He is enjoying the uh, Miami Hurricanes' victory over Florida State. Came back from down 20 to win that game. I'm sure Adam is celebrating somewhere in South Florida. I myself am celebrating with the uh, Gators' victory over LSU. They beat the uh, Tigers 27 219 Heath, are you celebrating anything today? I'm
1: just happy for you guys. I would never (laughs) cheer against any of your teams. (laughs) Of
0: course not. Why would you? Uh, We're here to help you, though, set your fantasy lineups. You can call us up all throughout the next two hours at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212 two one two four two two seven. Before we take your calls though, a lot of news, obviously. That's what happens in the NFL and that's what we're here to help you sort of Get through and figure out. So let's start with some of the uh, injuries that we're dealing with, Heath, and some news we already know. We know Giovanni Bernard has been ruled out for the Bengals. Joe Mixon is coming back. How are you approaching this Bengals backfield with all the Joe Mixon you can handle against the
1: Dolphins? Yeah, you've got it's all the jo- Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon can handle. I'm not sure it's going to be all that we can handle. They have talked about easing him back in. If Bernard wasn't out, I was going to be very, very nervous about starting Mixon because I don't believe they want to give him 20 touches in his first game back. And I'm not sure they'll need to against the Dolphins. I still think you start Joe Mixon because Bernard's not there. But you should also probably try to add Mark Walton. This is a two to four week absence for Bernard. If there's any type of setback for Mixon at all, Walton's the guy.
0: Yes, uh, one of the Beat the Waiver Wire guys. Walton, 3% owned on CBS Sports. As of now, Leonard Fournette has been ruled out for the Jaguars. That means T.J. Yeldon is going to get a heavy workload in that matchup
1: at Kansas City. How good can T.J. Yeldon be? I actually like T.J. Yeldon better than Joe Mixon this week. He's a top 10 running back. The only thing that you said there that I'm a little questionable about is he he said he's going to get a heavy workload. There's been two games where they've not had Fournette, and he's not got the workload we expected. This Chiefs defense, though is just terrible against the run. They're not good against the pass either, but they at least generate a pass rush occasionally. Yeldon should be good in the running game. He should be good in the passing game. Just a free space in DFS this week. How do you feel about Corey Grant, then, if, in
0: fact, we see him? Because the first game... Without Fournette in Week 2 against the Patriots, he had six catches for 56 yards on seven targets. Grant is 35% owned on CBS Sports
1: Leagues. He's a complete prayer player, I would say, just because I don't think he's going to get enough touches. But the one thing we've seen from this Chiefs defense is they can't tackle at all, and Grant is a slippery guy. So he might take a ball out of the backfield and go 40 yards to the house. But I don't think he's somebody you can actually count on. I
0: will say this, though. If you're looking at Mark Walton, you're looking at Corey Grant, these are guys that if, in fact... The current players who we're counting on, as Heath told you, Joe Mixon, if he has a setback with his knee, if for some reason Yeldon goes down because Fournette not expected to return anytime soon, or at least in the next couple of weeks, excuse right. me, uh, then we could be looking at Corey Grant and Mark Walton in, in uh, highly and uh, likable roles, you know, just given what the workload could be there. Uh, two other running backs to look at as uh, game time decisions. I, I guess that's the best way to describe them. Dalvin Cook for the Vikings, he's questionable with a hamstring problem. Lamar Miller, who has the late game on Sunday, dealing with a chest injury. If, for whatever reason, those two guys are out. Any interest in Latavius Murray or Alfred Blue?
1: A lot more interest in Alfred Blue, actually. The Dallas run defense has struggled without Sean Lee. I think they're better this year than they were in the past without Lee, but they're still not very good, and Alfred Blue would be looking at a good size workload. The problem for Latavius Murray and for Dalvin Cook is this Vikings offensive line has been one of the worst in the NFL so far at generating push, and they're facing an Eagles defense that has been the best run defense in the league. So I don't think you can start any Vikings running backs this week.
0: One of the big stories we've talked about on CBS Sports quite a bit is the Packers' wide receivers. And we were expecting, and at least we got one decision made for us, Randall Cobb to be out with the hamstring problem. We thought Geronimo Allison was going to be out with the concussion because it was considered he was considered week-to-week when first injured last week in that uh, victory for them against Buffalo. And then Devontae Adams popped up on the injury report with a calf problem. So let's assume that uh, Allison does not play. Adams, let's assume he does play because it seemed a little bit promising as of Friday and going into Saturday. Any interest in Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's 7% old on CBS Sports?
1: I have a lot of interest in him in DFS because he's so cheap. I don't believe I'll be able to trust him in anything more than like a 14-team league as a starter. He should be added, and he could have some success, but they have not had a lot of success with rookie-wide receivers and. Getting on the same page as Aaron Rodgers, I would expect a lot of dump offs to Ty Montgomery, more passes going Jimmy Graham's way, and just everything Devonte Adams can handle.
0: Now, if Adams is out, does that make MVS a little bit more? And I'm going to use his initials because it's hard to say <laughs> Valdez Cantley's <laughs> name all over the place.
1: Yeah, I think then you have to look at him probably as a number three wide receiver. I mean, he's the only, he'd be the only guy that we've really seen this year. Jamon Moore is probably going to be the second wide receiver in that scenario. The one that really I'm struggling with is Allison because it's not very often we get on Saturday a guy is still questionable with a concussion. True. Usually you've been ruled out or you're, you've are you been cleared. I don't quite understand if they're just playing some games with his injury status, but he he will be the one that determines whether you can play Valdez, Gantling, and DFS. The one thing that's been interesting
0: is we usually have our practices done on Friday for the teams that play on Sunday. We've had this ongoing Saturday saga with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a couple more injuries quick, and then we'll get to your calls again. Call us up 855-212-4CBS, 855 855-212. 212 Four, 2 i two, will uh, just run through them quick. Mark, Marvin Jones, we're going to wait to find out. He's questionable, expected to play. Same thing, Larry Fitzgerald dealing with that hamstring problem. But the Saints receivers are now a little bit up in the air because Ted Ginn has been ruled out. So you have Cameron Meredith, who's been working his way up to a bigger role, and Traquan Smith, who, uh, according to reports, is going to get more work clearly now without Ted Ginn there. Any interest in those two guys in terms of Meredith and Smith?
1: I'm very interested to see if Meredith earns more targets because I do think he has a lot of upside He's had trouble adapting to the system in New Orleans, but he could be a guy that's the number three, number four wide receiver this week.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I think this is going to be a Drew Brees game. Even with Mark Ingram coming back, we're going to get into some of the guys coming back from injury, coming back from suspension as the show goes on. But I think even with Ingram coming back, this is a Drew Brees highlight game. He's 201 yards away from passing, uh, Peyton Manning for the most passing yards in NFL history. I think primetime, home game, it all sets up for Breeze. I wonder if he he almost tanked it a little bit from a personal standpoint last week. Let Alvin Kamara have his numbers against the Giants because he knew he was coming home to have this moment. I doubt that's the case, but, you know, just being a conspiracy theorist. All right, let's go out to the phone lines now. We'll go to uh, David in New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio, ION Fantasy Football. Hey, guys, a couple of quick questions. First, Jamie. Congratulations on your Gators beating my LSU Tigers. Um, oh, thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. Uh, anyway, I, I have a couple
2: of quick questions here. First of all, the, my Bears defense is on a bye week and the waiver wire is a little bit thin. These are my choices for uh, jet, uh, defenses for this week, Jets, the Cardinals, Chargers, Bengals, or Texans. And my second uh, quick question here, I, I'm trying to decide on a flex. I'm in a full-point PPR. Uh, It's either going to be Breida or Westbrook. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with D.D. Westbrook in, the, in, in PPR. If it was non-PPR, I'd go with Breida, but I do think Westbrook's going to catch a lot of passes with the Chiefs maybe getting a little pressure on Bortles but still unable to tackle in the secondary. I don't think your options are that bad at defense. Yep. Both, both the Chargers and the Texans are in my top 10 defenses this week. Both of them have excellent opportunities. Texans can get after Dak Prescott. Chargers should turn over Carr a couple times.
0: And the one thing about the Texans is they get the Bills next week. So you have a two-week window to potentially use them. As much as the Bears, I forget who they play coming off their bye week, so I apologize. But uh, with what the Texans can give you in a two-week span, as we've seen with Buffalo, uh, that's probably a good thing you want to do because at least you're holding them from somebody else in your league from picking them up. Uh, Michael, you're in Baltimore. Michael from Baltimore. You're on uh, ION Fantasy Football on CBS Sports
1: Radio. Hi, Jamie. Heath, how are you doing?
0: Great.
2: This is, uh, Jamie, I've been calling the past couple of years. This is 32-team Mike from two years ago, okay. uh, 22 teams last year, and only 12 this year. I've gone to fantasy football nonsense, and I've cut it down a little bit. <laughs> nice. So so this is my question. Again, you talked about the Green Bay Packers. Um, so what situations would you maybe use, um, uh, use Valdez? Um, uh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Uh, uh, Valdez-Scantling. Verse, uh maybe picking
0: up – I picked him up, uh, maybe playing him um, instead of uh, Ty Montgomery. What, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean on Montgomery. I do think that he is going to be the pass-catching running back. We'll see Aaron Jones take more of the carries hopefully this week, and Jamal Williams is still going to take some of the carries. But I think there's more upside right. for Montgomery. I, th-
0: I think it just comes down to, honestly, is Adams playing or is Adams not playing? Because last week we saw both Allison and Adams active, and <laughs> – And Valdez-Scantling did not have a huge role. I think he had one catch for 38 yards on three targets. But he played 54 snaps for the offense. So they had him on the field. They just didn't go to him very much. If Adams is out, I will take Valdez-Scantling over Montgomery because I think you're looking at... I think the Lions are going to put up points against the Packers because they're at home, and, and Green Bay's defense has been, as we've seen, up and down mostly on the road. So I think you'll see a situation of them chasing points. Montgomery will be involved, but I think the end zone targets will favor valdez Cantling. The big plays will, will will favor him. So I'll lean that way if Adams is out. If Adams plays, I'll agree with Heath here and go with uh, Montgomery. All right, one of my favorite callers, he's uh – uh. If, if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, a staple of the uh, Scott Farrell show every time I'm on his show on Friday night. Trey in New York. Trey, you're on uh, on CBS Sports Radio, I'm on Fantasy Football.
2: Yeah, it's me, Jamie. How you doing? Hey, Trey. All right, uh, I got a question. My brother's on the line with me. We trying to make a trade. Right? <laughs> He's trying to give me St. Colin Barkley and Kenny Galladay, and I have to give him Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, and Kevin Johnson. Tell him that's not a good trade. That's
1: not a fair trade at all. No, you should not do that.
2: Exactly. Can, can you Nick recommend that Trey is going to be the best fantasy running back for PPR? <laughs> I mean, he's, getting, he's getting a steal right now.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> now, now we're talking he to two of them. them. We're supposed to make
0: them both feel good about either side of the trade. So, so Trey, you'd be getting Barkley and Galladay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, but he needs receivers, and I got abundance of receivers. I got Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams. Corey Davis, Tyler Boyd, and Chris Godwin. So we got any two or three for Boston. What do you recommend?
1: <laughs> well, and you said like one of the pitches I heard there was Saquon Barkley going to be great in PPR. And I think that's true, but Jarvis Landry and Antonio Brown are going to be great in PPR too. I, but Galladay's I, pretty good too. I mean, Gall- not- Galladay's pretty good. I, 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 I would. Add into that he
2: stole my draft pick. At Landry, he <laughs> had no clue about Landry. He stole him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta
1: give it. You gotta give up a little more.
0: Yeah, I, I think maybe what you want to do is uh is pare it down a little bit instead of doing a five player deal. And thanks for calling, Trey. Is uh is try and you know maybe just do a two for one. Uh, if he wants to give you Barkley, give him two receivers since you are loaded. Maybe do Landry and um I don't know. I don't want to do Adams and Landry. That's probably a little bit too much. But you know something along those lines and and, and pare it down a little bit. Maybe take Galladay out, but take Antonio Brown up on the other side. But uh, always fun when family members are trying to trade within each other and using us as the arbiter. Uh, hopefully you guys are able to strike a deal. And, uh, Trey, thanks for calling. Uh, let's go now to Cal. You're in uh, Louisiana. Uh, thanks for calling CBS Sports Radio and Iron Fantasy Football.
2: Hello. Hey. Go ahead, Cal. Oh, hey. I hear the wrong name. My name is Paul. Sorry about that. Oh. Um, I have some uh, Flex questions and a QB questions. Uh, flex Sanders, a boy... Um, Fuller, Baldwin, or Jeffries. I'm a QB, either Wentz, Bortles, or Carr.
1: Yeah, I I got the first one, and I got the last one. So I, I definitely want to flex Tyler Boyd over Emmanuel Sanders. I love Tyler Boyd. Perfect situation against a Miami defense that has struggled against number two wide receivers, and he leads that Bengals team in targets. And then at quarterback, I'm going with Blake Bortles. He's a top ten option for me. I, I did not get the middle question, though. Three, three maybe too many. Adam Azy yeah. won't even let you ask two questions. Yeah, that's
0: right. Uh, and, and Paul will probably limit know, it to uh, that, to that, that there. But um, I agree with Heath. I think Boyd's in a good spot. Um, not only the Dolphins down William Hayes, they're down Bobby McCain. And Cam Wake is doubtful. So the pass rush and secondary, two things that you need to have to stop a passing game. Uh, not going to be there. And then we don't know how much Joe Mixon will be used. So it could be a lot of A.J. Green, a lot of Tyler Boyd. And the uh, we know the tight end situation without Tyler Eifert there. No John Ross as well. So it's a good setup for him. All right. When we come back, we're going to uh, get more of your phone calls. We're going to get into some guys coming back from injury. we got a long show here. A lot of fun to get to. Stay right here to CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, and entertainment and more play it at play.it
2: i on fantasy football is back on cbs sports radio
0: so do we have to play the adam Azer game of guess the song uh is that what we're doing here ryan want to help me out here because i'm not going to know this uh,
1: i'll be honest I-, I have no clue either
0: <laughs> all right well uh we'll let the audience decide and you can uh you can call us up here uh, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This is Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. That's Heath Cummings. And we are helping you win in week number five. Before we get to the calls, Heath, I want to ask you, couple of backfield shakeups that are happening this weekend whether due to injury return or suspension return and the big one obviously Mark Ingram coming back his four game suspension is over everybody loves Alvin Kamara he was awesome last year with Ingram he's even he's been even better this year without Ingram how's this all gonna work
1: I think it's gonna be great for both running backs and you should be happy starting both moving forward this week and moving forward now I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to be the number one running back in fantasy for the rest of the season. He probably falls down to fifth or sixth, maybe even a little bit lower. I think he loses the short yardage work, and Mark Ingram is better in that spot. And it'll be interesting to see the split this week specifically, because is going to play, but he's been limited all week with a bit of a knee injury.
0: And the uh, Saints made a move that I'm sure Patriots fans will be happy about. They uh, they get rid of Mike Gillisley, who may go back to New England because they have a shortage of running backs there. Not that Gillisley is going to do anything to hurt Sony Michel or James White and obviously we're speculating here but just prepare for that transaction to happen. The Seahawks get their running back back at least presumably. Uh, Chris Carson was a surprise inactive last week with the hip injury. Mike Davis was awesome in his place. Much tougher matchup this week against the Rams even though they're at home but how do you look at Carson and Davis sharing time this week?
1: I don't feel great about either of them this week. Carson's the one I prefer but we just don't know what Pete Carroll is going to do and A lot of coaches say things and then do something just a little bit different. Pete Carroll says one thing and then does the exact opposite. And he's always speaking glowingly about both players. Mike Davis was too good to just sit on the bench. Mm -hmm. I don't think Rashad Penny sees zero snaps in this game. Right. So I... Chris Carson is a low end flex for me. He's yep. the one I prefer to play, but I don't really want to play any of them.
0: I will say this though, just in their favor, whoever the guy may be, since DJ Fluker has played for them the last two weeks, matchups has obviously been a big part of it, but their run game has looked very good comparatively to what it was in the first three games of the se- first two games of the season, excuse me. Uh, and then the Falcons' backfield, Devontae Freeman is no longer injured, not on the injury report. He's going to come back after being injured in week one. How do you see the Coleman? Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman split going.
1: I I have this ranked a lot like I did in the free season, except I've just flipped the two. I think Tevin Coleman is going to be the better running back in this game. I expect him to get the starters working. It's not too much of a downgrade from when Freeman was out because Edo Smith was still taking a chunk of the work. They were going to use two backs no matter who was healthy. Freeman, a low-end flex for me in that same range as Chris Carson, but just behind him. And I think Tevin Coleman's a a low-end number two running back.
0: I actually have it flipped. I think Freeman, just with fresh legs, assuming he is healthy, um, they usually have gone back to him right away when he has come back from injury, but I agree, it's close. If you have Tevin Coleman, you don't have to run away from him now that Devontae Freeman's back. And conversely, if you need Freeman, I think you use him as at least a number two running back or flex option. Uh, The one thing is, if this game becomes a track meet, who's the better receiver? And they tend to use guys, that make you know, there's, there's no no rhyme or reason to which one they
1: use. Somebody has already tweeted me and told me what song that was. Which is? Chicago, feeling stronger every day. Okay, well, let's uh, hopefully our callers are feeling stronger every day and let's go out to our, <laughs> our phone lines
0: here again. You call us up at 855 uh, 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. And our first caller of this segment is Spencer in Atlanta. You are on CBS Sports Radio and Ion Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, good evening, guys. Can you hear me? Yep. Great. Okay, I'm having a little bit of running back trouble. Um, I'm in a 14-team, one-point PPR league, um, and I'm trying to decide between Grant and Jacksonville, Latavius Murray, Alf, and uh, Jamal Williams. I need to pick two out of those guys. So 14-team
0: PPR, Corey Grant, Latavius Murray, Alfred Morris,
1: Jamal Williams. You said you're having a little bit. You, you're, you're having a little bit of running back trouble there. I, I think Alfred, Alfred, Alfred Morris. Mark. I've got Kamara on this. Oh team. yeah, well then you, so you have to start three of them. I understand. So well, yeah, it's a super flex. That that makes it sound sound a lot better. I if Dalvin Cook was out, I would probably start Latavius Murray in this situation. But I, I do think Alfred Morris looks like the one sure starter out of mm-hmm. this group. If not Jamal Williams, I don't have much faith. Jamal, I, I don't. If I was Detroit. Detroit, it is Detroit. It is Detroit. But if I was making the decision, Jamal Williams probably sees seven carries in this game. It was 11-11 last game. Aaron Jones has been better at every single turn. Yep. At some point, you have to think it goes to more 50-50, more than 50-50 for Aaron Jones. So I just have – I don't have much confidence in Jamal Williams' touches.
0: I will say this – Spencer, just go check a look and see if Alfred Blue is available. Yep. Just in case we find out before you have to make your decision. Remember, that's the night game. But before you have to make a decision, if we find out that Blue is starting, then that's a guy you can plug and play. And I'll say this again: go look to see if um, not just Corey Grant, since you have him, but also Mark Walton. Not that you start him over any of those guys, but just to have him in case uh, in case we do find out at some point that Mixon gets hurt again, which nobody wants to see. Uh, Adrian in Atlanta, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
2: How you guys doing? Um, I actually have just two quick questions. One is a start set. I'm in a PPR league. I'm trying to see if I should play Inouye or Taylor um, from the Titans. And I also, um, I'm, in addition to it being a PPR league, return yards on and um, plays where 40 yard get an extra point. I'm trying to see if I should trade Zeke, Tyreek Hill for Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think I'd do that in a PPR league. I expect Keenan Allen and PPR is going to be better than Tyreek Hill. Um, and I don't don't know that there's a whole lot of difference between the two running backs now that Mark Ingram is back. Well, PPR still. I mean, look. I I think he'll be better, but Zeke's going to be better in non-PPR, I think.
0: Yes, but this is PPR.
1: Right. I don't know that the difference is enough. Zeke's catching a lot more balls than he has in the back. They don't have a receiver there.
0: But you have to factor in the return yards here. I don't don't know what side he's getting, though. That's the problem. Is he getting the Tyreek side? Because Tyreek is... Not necessarily fully invested in the return game, right? He's only doing part time.
1: He's doing it part time. He's done it more at the beginning of this year than he did it last, last year. year, right? And I don't know if that's a thing that will continue throughout the year, or if it's just been kind of the situation this year. As for the receiver question, I'm starting Quincy and I'm excited about t- Taylor over the rest of the year, but I don't know that there are enough pass attempts against Buffalo for if he's a guy that's kind of like a he's not going to give you a lot of fantasy points per reception. It's going to be a low yardage thing, I think. So I I just think was probably getting double-digit targets. I'll take him.
0: I'm going to take Taylor just because of what we've seen with the Buffalo secondary. That Jardavious White takes the best guy, and the other guys get theirs. And you would assume he's going to take away Corey Davis, or try to. And Taylor, nine targets last week, seven for 77. I know it was an uh, overtime game, but uh, we've seen was sort of have a little steady decline, and he's going to see Chris Harris. So... Uh, I would take the matchups there myself, but it's no slam dunk uh, of which guy you can trust because clearly they're in the same boat. Uh, Isaiah and Marilyn, you're on CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football.
2: Hey guys, love the podcast. Uh, two Thank you. Questions. Number one, Cooper Cup versus Devontae Freeman for a trade? Great to trade. Second question, pick three from the pick two from these two from these three: uh, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, and Devontae Freeman. Thanks. Got to go. Bye.
1: I am going to start Mark Ingram and Aaron Jones. I agree. And that trade, I think that's close enough to where it depends on what your strength is. If you need a wide receiver, I'd take Cooper Cup for Devontae Freeman right now.
0: Yeah, just knowing that Devontae Freeman's knee has been a problem. He's had some concussion problems last year. Who knows how healthy he is. Uh, but hopefully he's he's going to be right the rest of the way. But with, with that Rams offense, you want as much of that offense as you could possibly get in Cooper Cup. Uh, are you over your uh, little hesitation that you were had with him last year? With the
1: Oh, well, yeah. The the big thing that's changed for all those receivers there is they stopped throwing to tight ends at all. And they're <laughs> not throwing to Todd Gurley near as much. Those three receivers are counting for 75% of their targets. They can all be top 20 wide receivers. It is amazing, and hopefully that will continue. I'm sure it will this week against Seattle. All right, we're going
0: to uh, come back and give – some more of your phone calls, get into some sleepers and busts for
2: week number five. I on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're jamming here to uh, something that neither of us know what it is. Our music aficionado, Adam Azer, not here to help us out. Uh, I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the fantasy football guys here at CBS Sports, and neither of us are music experts, so Heath, I'm gonna ask you. Any idea what they just played? Oh, I like. I have
1: heard that song numerous times. My dad loved playing that game, and it was with songs like this. Uh-huh. And he, he would disown me for not being able to name it. <laughs> and I, I could like even tell you, I Saturday, yep. Saturday, yep, Saturday, yep, Saturday. But but no idea who, <laughs> who it's from. That's right. It, and it's Saturday
0: night here, and uh, on Sunday there's going to be a lot of great games. And CBS's Super Bowl season continues Sunday when Jacksonville clashes with Kansas City. Denver takes on the Jets. Baltimore faces Cleveland. In an AFC North showdown, Miami meets Cincinnati. Tennessee heads north to battle Buffalo. And out west, Oakland collides with the Chargers. The day kicks off with the NFL today powered by Ram Trucks. A lot of great games in Week 5, Heath. And the biggest one, I think, Jacksonville and Kansas City. And I think the reason it's the biggest one is because of the quarterbacks. And you and I are in agreement here, and we might be going against the grain quite a bit by saying Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, better than Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to let you defend yourself.
1: Okay, I'm going to clarify first. Blake Bortles, better than Patrick Mahomes in Fantasy 4 this week. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar quarterback. This is a terribly difficult matchup against the best defense in the NFL, whereas Bortles is facing the worst defense in the NFL. And matchups do matter, especially on the extremes. And this is the extreme. So I don't think you have to bench Patrick Mahomes and if you see Blake Bortles on your waiver wire you don't even have to go pick up Blake Bortles to start him over Mahomes if you don't want to use that roster spot for a second quarterback. I still think Mahomes probably throws for 275 and two touchdowns but what we've seen so far this year is if you're going to be a top five quarterback a top eight quarterback you've got to have some pretty big upside. I don't believe that upside exists against this defense. On the other hand Bortles does because he runs the ball. He could get a rushing touchdown. wouldn't surprise anyone, averaging about 33 rushing yards per game. And I would expect him to throw a couple touchdown passes and approach 300 yards. He throws more when Leonard Fournette doesn't play.
0: I think the argument for Mahomes against this defense will be what we just saw from Mahomes against the Broncos. But that's similar, not the
1: same. Yeah, it's not the same. Similar
0: type of defense. I agree. Right. Not the same. But similar type of defense where they have an aggressive pass rush. They have corners that can play. And they're going to make things uncomfortable for him. Now, he's yet to throw an interception. He's throwing the ball left-handed. He's escaping pass rush. He's escaping pressure. And he's at home, whereas last week he was on the road. I think you're going to get a Tom Brady game against the Jaguars like we saw in Week 2. Where he gets you right around 20 fantasy points. Doesn't crush your fantasy team. I think you said it perfectly. You don't have to make a transaction to go get somebody else to replace him. But... If you are looking at it as, despite having Mahomes, maybe you're two and two, maybe one and three, maybe zero oh and four. I doubt it, because he's been so exceptional. But you may have to look for a few extra points, and I think Bortles can get you there because what he's done without Leonard Fournette has been averaging 20, almost 24 fantasy points per game in leagues where there are six points for passing touchdowns. The way I look at it is, from Bortles' standpoint, is the Jimmy Garoppolo game against the Chiefs, two fifty-one and two, 23 rushing yards. That's a good day. Yep. It's not a great day, but it's a good day, and I think it will be a little bit better than Mahomes. And to be fair, uh, I, I haven't checked your rankings today, but I knew because we do our show on on CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, that you had him 14th and Bortles at 13. Mahomes 14, Bortles 13. Is that still accurate?
1: I've got right now Bortles at 10, Mahomes at 14. Okay,
0: so I have it 13 and 14. So yeah. that's that's mine. Excuse me, I thought we were both in the same boat, but you are much more excited about Blake. I'm Bortles. much
1: more excited about Blake Bortles. Do you want to know what the song was?
0: Uh, yes elton john No, oh, yeah. saturday night's yeah. all right for fighting yeah we're terrible um <laughs> the uh the other game i want to look at here is uh is oakland and the chargers i almost called them san diego again i tend to do that quite a bit i apologize to the fine people of los angeles um the raiders have had some interesting fantasy performances so far this season uh Carr, i believe has been over 300 yards three or four games uh we've seen jordy nelson come on we haven't been able to figure out what is the right time to start Amari Cooper, Jared Cook, two monster games, two not so great games, and Marshawn Lynch very quietly uh, has been good for fantasy purposes. The Chargers, on the other hand, uh, Rivers has been awesome, Keenan Allen not so much, Mike Williams up and down. It's almost like they mirror each other. Uh, running right. backs, however, have been fantastic in Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. How do you see this game unfolding?
1: I think the Chargers are going to win. I think they're going to win handily. I expect Keenan Allen to bounce back. Melvin Gordon's going to be awesome. Eckler's a fine flex. I'm a little worried about the Oakland Raiders, and maybe it's just because we Derek Carr hasn't been ranked in the top 15 quarterbacks, and we've seen Carr struggle with the interceptions. But I do think the Chargers' defense is better than it's played so far, and they're starting to get healthier and I think they may have a little success against Carr. I don't want to start him this week.
0: I, and, and I understand that because we tend to get burned by them when we, stand, we start to buy in. And it's happened with almost all their players. You buy into R. Cooper coming off a good game, he lets us down. You buy into Jared Cook, he lets us down. Jordy Nelson, I don't know how many people felt comfortable starting him in week four after his explosive game against the Dolphins in week three, but he was good. And so we'll see how that goes. I think actually Carr is going to play well. And, and look, the track record against, for Cooper against the Chargers, for Carr against the Chargers has been awful. Um, like you said, they are getting guys back. Corey Legit is coming back from suspension. That should help uh, their defensive line. But without Joey Bosa there, it hasn't been the same pass rush. So we'll see. Uh, I think Carr has the chance to be a top 15 quarterback because this game, as Vegas has told us, expected to be a high over under. In any event, let's get now to uh, some more phone calls. This is Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. You can call us up at eight five five two one two four cbs That's eight five five Let's go to Rob in Florida. Rob, what's your question?
2: Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. I got a 14-team PPR league at flex, but my flex is taken by a wide receiver that I'm using. I need two running backs, Freeman, Ingram, Derrick Henry, Latavius Murray, or Eckler.
1: I'm going to go with Mark Ingram and Austin Eckler, and this will be an interesting one because I'm still kind of down on Derrick Henry, and I know Jamie's... Uh, Thoughts on Henry, and you're more excited about it, but this is PPR. Would you start Henry over Eckler? I would not
0: in in PPR. Um, And we're going to talk about some sleepers coming up in, in, in a segment or two where I was going to bring up Derrick Henry, but in a PPR league, no. Uh, I do think this is his first touchdown of the season. I'm never one to tell you to bank on touchdowns. It's more of a gut feeling than it is anything substantial. The one thing I will say about Henry is when they've been in competitive games, not chasing points like we saw last week, I don't know if they're competitive, um, nip and tuck type of games where they've uh, either had the lead or um, been able to manage the the game flow, game script, which happened in week two and week three, he had 18 carries in those two games. And I think if you give him 18 carries against Buffalo with what they've allowed in terms of touchdowns, I think Henry does score. But in PPR, Eckler's been too much involved in the passing game, and, and we expect Ingram to do that as well. Uh, Don in Florida, you're on CBS Sports Radio 9 Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm in a full PPR league, and I need to pick two of these guys. Um, I got Keelan Cole, Cole Beasley, Martavis Bryant, uh, and Derek Henry. And also, I have Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison that uh, waiting for the injury report, obviously. And the second quick question is, would you sit the Jags' defense for the 49ers or the Bengals?
1: I am only sitting the Jags' defense for two defenses this week. That's the Baltimore Ravens and the team playing the Bills, the Titans. So I would start Jacksonville's defense. I don't think that they're going to do a good job of holding the Chiefs to low point total, but I think that they will get turnovers and they will get, get, get a couple sacks. Uh, as far as those receivers, I, I'm – I'm leaning towards Keelan Cole and Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't look, look, you can play the Packers game, um, but I only think really you're starting Valdez-Scantling if Adams and Allison are out. Yeah,
1: that's an interesting point because he mentioned Allison. If Allison comes back, we don't if he's playing, he's cleared from the protocol. I'm probably playing Geronimo Allison. That's fair. So
0: if you want to play the Packers receiver game, right. You can you can go that route. If you, and it is PPR, so if you don't want to play Derrick Henry in that regard, I, I can certainly understand that. But I just think this is a Henry touchdown game, so I'm right. gonna agree with you and go Keelan Cole, and uh, and Derrick Henry there. All right, I guess we're on a, we're on a Florida kick here. So Mike in Miami, you're on CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the call. Um,
2: I desperately need your help because I already messed up picking Jimmy Graham over Ebron to start this week. Um, two questions you kind of touched on it with Mahomes. Um, I have Mahomes starting. Do you think he's going to continue going, or should I start Dalton in his place? And then secondly, I have a trade pending. We're a 12-team, half-point Uh Currently, I have Tyreek. I'm going to give up Tyreek to get um, James White
1: and Lindsey from Denver. I'm strong on wide receivers right now. I
2: desperately need help with running back. So let me know if i should go
1: through with that yeah that, that doesn't sound like enough for tyreek hill mm-hmm. but i could it's that's also two and a half ppr that's two starting running backs so I, I could understand doing that deal i don't feel like in a vacuum it's enough value but i could understand if your team is is weak at running back and has a lot of receivers you could do that i would start andy dalton over patrick mahomes this week i'm with
0: you you know and uh Uh, Our colleague Dave Richard has a gut feeling that this is the Andy Dalton fall-on-his-face game because everybody's buying in, and he tends to disappoint us. Um, He's done that in the past. I I understand that. And now you're down Tyler Eifert. You're down John Ross. Billy Price is not there. And as much as I like Joe Mixon, and I think he – Likes Joe Mixon, maybe not as much as Giovanni Bernard. Bernard is the better pass-catching guy. So what we've seen from him over the last couple of weeks, helping Dalton get to some of the numbers he's got. to Not that Mixon can't catch the ball, but Gio just has a different skill set, uh, maybe how they use him. In any event, I'm going to go with Dalton also. I might hold off, though. You know, I always tell people to do this because a lot of times what we see is either you're making one trade offer to a team that you think may need to make a deal with you or somebody has made an offer to you, check another team. Right. Do an on the block to your to your league mates because you may say, here, I need to trade Tyree Killer. I have a lot of receivers. What will you give me in return? And somebody may say, I'll give you David Johnson or I'll give you Joe Mixon or I'll give you Mark Ingram and something else. And you may say, you know what, it's a better deal. Right. You know, so this is not horrible, but don't necessarily just say, okay, we have a, a, a one-for-one uh, owner-to-owner situation. See if there's somebody else. If you're ready to trade somebody, see if you could uh, – you know, move that around to a different different uh, uh, part of your league. We're leaving the state of Florida. We're going to New Jersey. Adam, is this Adam Azer? Nah,
2: this is not Azer. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? Thank you for taking the call. Sir, sure, thanks for calling. So, yeah, I'm in a full-point PPR league, desperate one-and-three team, must-win situation the way I see it. So I need to fill two wide receiver spots in a flex, and I need to pick out of this group here. I got a... Doug Baldwin, Keenan Allen, John Brown, uh, Geronimo Allison, if he's healthy tomorrow, and Marshawn Lynch. What do you guys think? I'm
1: starting Lynch in the flex. I'm starting Keenan Allen for sure. And so it comes down to Geronimo Allison, Doug Baldwin, and John Brown. That's
0: that's tough. No, it's not. That's tough. No, you're you're going John Brown? You have to go John Brown.
1: I, if Geronimo Allison plays, no, I'm starting him. No, I'm starting him. No, it's a bad,
0: it's a banged up Brown secondary. They just, look Look what the, the Raiders just did to them. They lit them up. That's true. And Brown has been good. He's been great. He's healthy again. You're at Smokey
1: Brown's. I, I was, I was You're the like champion president of his of fan of club. club yes. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I was. I still think it's tough. He's he's just outside my top 30 wide receivers in PPR. Yeah, I'm going to go John Brown there. I just think the
0: way he's, I mean, he's given you four good games. Uh, a couple of them have been great games and. I just think the way that uh, you're seeing Joe Flacco throw the ball right now, it's been uh, it has been a lot of fun, and John Brown's been a big reason. For All right, we're going to get into some sleepers, some busts. We're going to take your phone calls. Uh, it's been a fun first hour. It's going to be an even better second hour, and hopefully we'll get you ready for week number five. Uh, and maybe we'll get some of these music suggestions, these these songs that they're playing for us. Maybe we'll get those right. It's, uh, it's not our forte, but fantasy football is, and, Hopefully you're getting the, uh, the suggestions you need. So keep those calls coming, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And we will uh, give you some also some DFS suggestions when we come back. Stay right here to CBS Sports Radio and Eye on Fantasy Football.
2: Eye on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This is Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the fantasy guys here at CBS Sports, And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. You having fun so far, Heath? Oh, absolutely. What's not fun about this? Hour number one was awesome. Hour number two will be even better. You can call us up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. We talked about this at the top of the show. Let's just reset some of the injuries Giovanni Bernard not going to play. Leonard Fournette is not going to play. Your confidence level in Joe Mixon is? I'm starting him. You're starting him. Good enough for me. Your confidence level in TJ Yeldon is?
1: I want to start him. I'm excited about starting him. He's a top 10 running back in both formats.
0: Great matchup for him going against the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't know the status yet of Dalvin Cook and Lamar Miller, both considered game-time decisions. If they are out, would you start Latavius Murray?
1: I don't want any part of Dalvin Cook or Latavius Murray. This line can't block anybody. They certainly can't block the Eagles. If Lamar Miller is out, would you start Alfred Blue? I I think if you have Lamar Miller, you should add Alfred Blue, and you should, like, that's a late game. We're not going to know until probably 7.30, so you don't have the luxury of starting one of these early guys over Lamar Miller, and I think Blue will be fine if Miller's out.
0: Alfred Blue is 11% owned on CBS Sports. Randall Cobb is out. Devontae Adams is questionable. Geronimo Allison is questionable. If these guys are both out, marquez valdez scantling would you start
1: him i will start him as a number three wide receiver if everyone's out
0: if everyone is out and that's a matchup for the packers at the lions we are expecting marvin jones and larry fitzgerald to play but we know now that ted ginn is out any interest in cameron meredith and traquan smith
1: yeah i think meredith is a low end flex he has a lot of upside in this offense and you said it's gonna be a Drew Brees night. It won't be all Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram.
0: It will be mostly them. <laughs> yes, it will be most of them. <laughs> I would take Meredith over Smith. Meredith is fourteen percent owned on CBS Sports, and not that anybody's playing any of the 49ers wide receivers, but we do not expect Marquise Goodwin to play in that game against Arizona. All right, so we've talked about running backs and receivers. We haven't really got into some quarterback sleepers. We've given you some guys that you can maybe pivot to of some of these injuries, like we said, uh, Latavius Murray, Alfred Blue, Marcos Valdez-Scantling, Cameron Meredith, so you know the guys there. We'll give you a couple other sleepers as well. But streaming quarterbacks. So we don't have the great Mitch Trubisky coming off his six touchdowns there on a bye. We don't have Jameis Winston slash Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who can uh, some fantasy owners tune to at the quarterback position?
1: We've talked about Blake Bortles a lot tonight. He's still available in 34% of leagues. So if he's available in your league, he's the clear number one streaming option. I say that because Andy Dalton's 82% owned. I would rather start Dalton over Blake Bortles. There are two others, though, under 50%. And I don't think we agree on who we like the most, but I think we both agree that they're streamable. It's Joe Flacco against the Cleveland Browns and Derek Carr against the Chargers. They're both under 50%. They're both fine options. I think you'd start both of them over somebody like Wilson
0: yeah I agree and and potentially over Carson Wentz too who's been good at least he was good last week but not necessarily greatest matchup because I do think that the Vikings defense is going to show up a little bit um, given what happened to them last week against the Rams all right tight end position we know this has been a terrible position for fantasy owners hopefully you've been buying into as we've been telling you since the preseason certainly Heath was very high on Eric Ebron uh, he got you off to a great start on Thursday night Rob Gronkowski not as good, but not a horrible game for him. Just not what we used to seeing from Gronk. We haven't seen that yet so far this season. But we are still trying to replace Delaney Walker, replace Greg Olson, replace Evan Ingram. So we're some tight end streamers for this week.
1: The great thing is tight end is so bad that if these guys just get 30 or 40 yards, they were a success as a streamer. They scored three or four points. Right. So there, there are three of them. I think uh, Ben Watson on Monday night. Drew Brees has one less receiver to throw to. Watson's going to keep getting the red zone targets. CJ Uzoma. Is going to be playing tight end for the Bengals, and it's going to be a split between him and Tyler Croft taking over for Tyler Eifert. But everything we've seen so far this year, and everything we've heard out of Cincinnati, suggests that he will be the first man up in that offense. So Andy Dalton loves his tight ends in the red zone, and then Ricky Seals Jones facing a 49ers defense that is giving up a touchdown to a tight end in every game so far this season. I'm going to give you two more uh, tight ends: Jeff Swain who yes. uh, has come along the last two weeks for the Cowboys.
0: They're still trying to replace Des Bryant, trying to replace Jason Witten. He's had targets have come up, touchdown uh, last week for them, and the Texans have been very bad against tight ends so far to start the year. And then Jeff Hireman for the Broncos. Uh, Jake Budd out for the season with the torn ACL. And the Jets secondary who the Broncos are facing down Tremaine Johnson so they're shuffling some things in the back end their defense their secondary has been good so far this year but uh, we saw Hireman get seven targets last week and with the way Case Keenum is throwing the ball or not necessarily throwing the ball with a level of success you can see Hireman continue to get some targets all right let's go out to the uh, to the phone lines again you call us up 212 four CBS that's 8552124227 and our first caller is Matt in Seattle Matt what you got for us
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hey, so a uh, ten-team uh, dynasty league, twenty-man rosters. Um, I had some pretty good receiver depth. I was looking to trade for a quarterback, so I traded Amari Cooper, who I was pretty, I was pretty tired of owning, to be honest, and Matt Breida for um, Jared Goff. So I was wondering your thoughts about
0: that in that dynasty league. All right, Heath. So uh, Matt traded. Uh, just to recap, 10-team dynasty League, 20-man rosters. He traded Amari Cooper and Matt Breida for Jared Goff. You don't like it.
1: I, mean, I don't I don't really like trading for quarterbacks, and I think it makes a little more sense in this type of format where I don't know how often you're really going to want to start Amari Cooper or Matt Breida in a 10-team league. But in a 10-team league, there should also be a lot of quarterbacks available on the waiver wire. So I don't think it's terrible. Well,
0: there's 20-man rosters, 20-man... so there's probably a lot of the quarterbacks but are taken. That, that's true. And if you, let's say going into last year you know you had carson palmer or um eli manning for a couple of years or you know the the guys that have started to fade or are no longer in the right. league, colin capper you know whatever the, the case may be if your quarterback play um you're trying to chase guys i actually like this trade because matt breida has got a shelf life really of the rest of this season and like you said 10 team league is probably not playing him right because mckinnon will come back or they'll address the position again i don't think breeda's their long-term starter and cooper like you said I mean, you know this. I know this. He's frustrating. 10-team league, another guy you probably don't want to play. Jared Goff could be a weekly starter for you. So um, I think this is a – it's not a great move. I'll, I'll say it's a B at best. But it's, it's, uh, it is it's it is uh a trade to give you a you know, starter that you may not have at another position. Now I, I guess we, we could have probably asked Matt who his quarterback was going into this. That, that could have certainly uh, answered the question. All right, Sam in Dallas, you're on CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call and I Adam I would
1: love a longer podcast. I <laughs> so to- would we. I'm in a half-point PPR two-flex league, currently 3-1. and one, um, And I would give up uh, Marshall Lynch and Kerryon Johnson and get Howard, uh, Jordan Howard, and Sammy Watkins. Watkins would really be like my fifth-best receiver, so it's mainly for Jordan Howard. I know in like a 10-team league, it's better to try to get the studs. So I was trying to get Jordan Howard, but Nagy and uh, Cohen have been worrying me a little bit. Um, but just trying to see what you guys thought about that. Um, it's giving up Lynch and Carry on, and trying to get Howard and Watkins. And my other running backs are Zeke, uh, Alex Collins, Royce Freeman, Shady, and Drake. Um, so I was really, was trying to solidify that second running back spot. Thank yeah, you. Have a good day. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of depth there. It sounds like, and I do think even with what happened last week, Jordan Howard is the best player in this deal. So I would I'd take it.
0: Yeah, I I. I don't think it's a slam dunk though because no, no, not at the, all. The the thing about it is, if Howard continues this, you know, with the passing game continuing to you know develop, with three coin continuing to be a factor, and Lynch just continues to plug along. Which, look, he's thirty two years old. At some point, there's going to be a little bit right. of a, a, a fade. But the end of last year, start of this year, he's been a, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word great, but he's been consistent. You know, fantasy production. And it's not a full PPR. It's half PPR. The thing that makes me a little bit concerned about this trade is what could Carry on Johnson be?
1: Oh, he could be. He could be, yes. I think Kerry, I, I would rather have Carry on Johnson in this league than I would Marshawn Lynch. And Lynch has been better so far. But I don't think what Marshawn Lynch is doing, even with this good Marshawn Lynch production, is a difference maker for you with the roster that you have right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, and, and look. Sammy Watkins, prior to the injury, was, was right. fantastic. So, you're giving yourself another piece in the passing game. So, well, let's see. Well, C. will give it. I'll give it a B minus. B minus. Okay, there you go. Uh, Corey in Chicago, you're on CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football.
2: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm I'm overthinking this, but uh, I need to I need you to sit one of these these four: uh, Ridley, Mixon, Kerri-Ann Mixon, uh, Johnson, and Chris Thompson
1: and is it PPR?
2: That's uh, standard.
1: Makes it more interesting. Yeah, that definitely makes it more interesting. I still think I I'm starting So you got Mixon, Carry on, Chris Thompson and Calvin Ridley. Rank them. That's the Well, yeah, that 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 makes sense. I am going to rank Mixon first. Okay, me too. And I think I'm going to rank Thompson next.
0: Okay. That's not where I would go. I go Ridley.
1: Um
0: I think it's between the two running backs. I,
1: to me, it comes down to carry-on and Ridley. And I think in in, in non-PPR, I'd go carry-on. So, ba-
0: I mean, I see where you come from. And obviously, you're, you're, you're talking to the... I'm the president of the carry-on Johnson fan club. Um, I just worry about the touches. You know, right. That, that's, oh, that, yeah. And it would not be a surprise if Ridley's catches and carry-on's carries are the same.
1: See, I think that would be a surprise because Ridley really hasn't had... He's had one game with more than six targets. If he gets six targets, you're thinking he's going to have four catches.
0: But if the Packers' offense shows up, and the Lions' offense does not, <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. Terry
0: on could be. I, I could.
1: I could go either way. The two that I would definitely start for for me would be Thompson and Mixon.
0: Okay, so that that's that I'll agree with you. Just for say sake, sake of <laughs> continuity, we'll bench we'll bench uh, Ridley here. Don't don't bench Ridley. Um, but uh, let me ask you about the Redskins' backfield because. This is a dilemma I think a lot of people are looking at it as. Not necessarily if you have both, but how you approach this. Because you think the Saints are going to put up a big number, right?
1: I think the Saints will put up, yeah. yeah. I don't don't think they're going to stop Washington. They'll
0: they'll score. What is the game flow going to be like? Because that is where Peterson, I think, is going to win or lose. If they're chasing points early, I don't see a big game for Peterson. If they're competitive, Peterson, revenge game, seems to be healthy, not on the injury report, could play fine.
1: I'm starting both of these running backs. Uh, I was a little, I was a lot worried about Peterson earlier in the mm. week when he wasn't practicing at all. And then even when he was limited. But they took him off the injury report. He got a full practice in. They're acting as if he's fine. I have no reason to believe anything else. And he is somebody that's motivated by the revenge game thing, it sounds like. I don't think Washington gets blown out here. Okay. So I, I'm going to start both running backs.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think Thompson... Could be huge. He yeah. was great in the first two games, terrible in the third game against the Packers, and a lot of that had to do with the uh, the, the Redskins handling that game early on and not necessarily need him in the same capacity that we've seen. Uh, Tony and Maryland, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I got a question. Full point PPR, I need two of the three. James Conner, David Johnson, or TJ Yelvin?
1: Wow, that
2: yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that is a great question. I would definitely start James Conner, mm-hmm. and it comes down to Yeldon and Johnson. And I have more confidence in T.J. Yeldon than I do David Johnson this week.
0: Yeah, it's hard not to. You know, the one thing is for uh, Johnson is the 49ers are also pretty bad. Yeah, and and their run defense is bad. And and this is we saw last week at least the the workload up for David Johnson. So if you know a lot of people look at their lineups and they say. Guy off waivers versus top five overall pick. And I can't bench top five overall pick for guy off waivers. In this case, you have two guys off waivers. But, Connor, I think you have to play because the Falcons are so bad against everything. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with something you said earlier. You said the Chiefs are the worst defensive football. The Falcons, I think, because
1: of their injuries, have become they, the worst. They might be. Um, so far, statistically, the Chiefs have been. Yes, but like the Falcons I, could be the going I, forward. I understand what you're saying, but uh, we're splitting hairs. In any yeah.
0: event um, – Again, of continuity, I'll go with you and say and say Yeldon.
1: Right, and and I understand for some people, like where you drafted him or their name, maybe the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. For me, usually the tiebreaker is how many points are going to be scored in the game. <laughs> right. and Arizona San Francisco is a game with an over under of forty and a half. Yep. And touchdown score fantasy points.
0: Yep. I, I agree. Um, but I think in this case, though, it's somewhat close. So if you don't necessarily want to go with what we were right. telling you yeah. that the upside of TJ Yeldon is, and look, you said it before when we talked about TJ Yeldon, he's had. Games where the touches were supposed to be there, and they weren't there. So, um, in this case, Tony Conner, and then maybe flip a coin. All right, when we come back, we're going to take more of your phone calls. We'll get into some DFS suggestions for week number five, and we will definitely help you win your fantasy matchups. Stay right here to CBS Sports Radio and Ion Fantasy Football.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Eye on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Oh, yes, you're listening to the musical stylings of someone. Someone that I don't know and Heath Cummings does not know. This is uh, Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. And CBS Sports Radio's toll free line 855 212 4227 is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. Any idea?
1: I think that was dire straits. Money for nothing.
0: You cheated. I'm very happy to uh, say I saw you uh, <laughs> checking your computer. But good job. At least you recognized who it was. And uh, you are saving us from our uh, failures in the music department. Thankfully, we are not failures in the fantasy football realm. At least that's what we tell ourselves. And you can call us up, like I said, 855-212-4227. This is ION Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. And we're going to give you a couple of busts for week number five. Give me one in each position. Heath, starting at the quarterback spot.
1: We'll go with Russell Wilson. Brian Schottenheimer doing something that no defensive coordinator in the NFC West has been able to do, and that's stop Russell Wilson. Now, unfortunately, he's an offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. They <laughs> run the ball too much. They play too slow. I don't think it gets any better against the Rams this week. But what if they're chasing points? I, it, He could be a low-end number one quarterback, maybe, mm-hmm. if things go just perfectly. I feel like
0: he could also be what Andrew Luck was on Thursday cuz I did not like Andrew Luck's situation and it ended up where he threw the ball obviously Russell Wilson not going I don't to think him throw extent, it 60 times but he could throw it 40 times and in Russell Wilson's world 40 times where he's trying to be heroic and running more and doing some things that we have yet to see right this could be one of those weeks i just putting it out there just because I, I feel like you you do he's gonna struggle uh, they're gonna try and slow the game down and and hand the ball off to carson and davis and penny and i
1: mean this is i i love russell wilson mm-hmm. i love watching him play football i think he's awesome I, it's nothing against him i i hate that i've already dropped him in a couple leagues. yeah you almost uh you almost have to uh running backs we'll go with the injured combination of dalvin cook and lamar miller i don't think both of these guys in late games miller in the very late game yep Neither of them in the situations they're in right now have the upside that make it worth trusting them and hoping they play. So just sit them. Don't worry about, well, what if they play? It's not going to hurt you that bad anyway.
0: And again, if you are stuck with Lamar Miller and an open roster spot, go get Alfred Blue just in case. Miller is ruled out. We've seen the Cowboys without Sean Lee. It's funny because you look at it, if Miller was healthy, it may be a good situation for him. This may be a matchup that he could take advantage of. But the fact that he's not healthy and, like you said, the
1: late game makes it worth staying away from. Wide receiver bust. I'll go with Demarius Thomas, and he's been a bust already to start this year. Early in the year, he was getting the targets that made you think, okay, he'll get on the same page with Case Keenum and everything will be okay. Just 12 targets in his last two games, just 87 receiving yards in those games. I know the Jets' secondary is a little beat up. I think this is a low-scoring, ugly game with Denver going on the road to the East Coast on a short week. And you've
0: heard the narrative, try to get Royce Freeman more carries. You know Philip Lindsay has been very good for them, unless he's throwing punches against the opposing team. So they're going to try and run the ball, I think, and and let their defense, if they are able to win the game, win the game. The Jets are probably going to have to play ugly, like you said. I agree with you. On Demary Thomas, I think it's like one game in his last 20 that he's had over 100 yards receiving. It's just been a bad stretch for him, and we thought the quarterback situation with Case Keenan would turn things around.
1: That has not been the case, no pun intended. Tight end bust. I, I, it's hard to find a tight end bust. The That's whole right. position has been a bust, mm-hmm. but 43% of you are still starting David Njoku. We gave you five streamers, I think, in the last yep. segment at tight end. I would start each and every one of them over Njoku this week.
0: Give me somebody, though, of the... Good tight ends.
1: (laughs) We thought he was
0: one of them. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm just saying, like, somebody that you have ranked, not necessarily that you think is going to be bad, but could be bad. Like, for me, it's George Kittle because the targets, I think, will be there for him. But an 82-yard touchdown reception and broken coverage is not something you want to hang your hat on.
1: I'm a little – like I know people may be more excited about Jimmy Graham because the targets should be higher if all those receivers are hurt. Mm -hmm. But if all those receivers are hurt, Detroit can put two people on him. Yep. I don't know that they're going to – his big thing is he's going to score touchdowns. I don't know that they're going to get in the red zone very often if Devontae Adams isn't playing. Yep. So I'm, I'm a little worried about him, and then I could see a situation where Kyle Rudolph just gives you nothing. Yes, and I'm also – and and this kind
0: of goes back to the George Kittle thing. I do think that Derwin James is going to start to become one of these tight end erasers. You cannot bench Jared Cook right now based on what the tight end position is and what his numbers have been. But he is just somebody that is going to have these ebbs and flows. Two good games. Two great games so far. To mediocre games, and I wonder if Derwin James on Jared Cook makes it a little bit interesting. We'll see how that all unfolds. If Cook has a good game after I just typed up the same thing last week and George, George Kittle went off, <laughs> then uh, I will stop talking about Derwin James, but I do think he's a, a great player. All right, let's go out to the uh, phone lines now. Again, you call us up 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 Jordan, in Seattle, what's your question for us?
2: Guys, all right. I am in a half-point PPR league, and I need to start two wide receivers, and a flex from the following. All right. Emmanuel Sanders, Keelan Cole, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Royce Freeman, Jamison Crowder, uh, Rashad Penny, Taewon Taylor, and Kiki, don't give me cooties. <laughs> that,
1: that is a lot of names. There was, there was one... I got it if you want there, there was one I heard there for sure. We're starting Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: That That's the one for sure start. Jamie, we're you can cross Rashad Penny out. We're, I know we're we're not starting him. No. I I yeah. don't want to start Larry Fitzgerald. No. Um I think Keelan Cole was the next highest ranked receiver I had in there. Yeah, you I got was Cole. i noodling now, on uh,
0: Jameson Crowder as for my so, kind of one of my options. Yeah, no that it's an interesting one, Jordan, and thanks for the call. Um I think you look at Crowder. Josh Doxon's probably not going to play. And the slot receiver against New Orleans has been good, especially with Patrick Robinson now being out. So I think he's interesting. I I think you still got to play Keelan Cole just based on the matchup, and what the upside okay. is. Like I think the floor might be safer for Crowder. The ceiling though is higher for Cole. Yeah. So I would probably go with the ceiling play here, and go with that. So he needs two wide receivers and a flex.
1: So who we got left? So you we, just want to go ta- Crowder,
0: Crowder and Cole. Does that make sense?
1: I don't I don't remember any of the other names. It so. was Royce Freeman and Kiki QT. I would, I would start Royce Freeman over Jamison Crowder. I, I agree with everything you said about his upside, and I do think he's an upside play. The problem is the floor has been the same all three games. He had the same number of targets, it's been four targets per game. Right, but. And I, it's not like Dawson's out, but he was he's only getting a couple of targets. It's Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson. I, the one thing I'll go back to is the Saints at home, primetime. The
0: one yeah. thing that kind of gets overlooked in all of that is the opposing team typically puts up a lot of points. That's true. Because they're chasing, they win games 50 to 30. <laughs> And that thirty is still pretty good, right? So I'm going to take a flyer on on Crowder here. Yeah,
1: uh, it, I, I understand. Upside's there.
0: It's it's a gamble. I love Royce Freeman, but in a game where they couldn't make it ugly, it still could be Philip Lindsay. And yep. Freeman is very touchdown dependent. Uh, Mike in Ohio, you are on CBS Sports Radio and Ion Fantasy Football. Mike. All right, we'll move on. Steve in Florida, you are on Ion Fantasy Football and CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, how you doing? Hey. Um, so I made the mistake of playing Julian Edelman on Thursday. So now for my flex, I'm stuck between Cuban, between Mark Ingram, Jarvis Landry, Dion Lewis, and John Brown.
1: Those are a lot of good choices. Standard. Yeah, we need the time machine first. We can go back and start two of these guys. But uh, I I think I think Ingram is my favorite out of this group.
0: Yes, uh, Steve, is it PPR or, or non PPR? Standard standard so that changes things a little bit with landry it's yeah. going to be a tough matchup for him because jimmy smith now back for the Ravens secondary is going to be better for them so I, I think landry gets a little bit of a downgrade even though the targets will be there for him but uh yeah i think Ingram is the uh is the better choice there uh louie in wisconsin you're on cbs sports radio and i on fantasy
2: football even the guys uh great show thank you uh need two of the five running backs james connor aaron jones Tevin Coleman, Joe Mixon, Marshawn Lynch. I think this one's easy, Heath.
1: Yeah, I'm going with James Conner and Joe Mixon.
0: Yeah, I think you uh you you luck out here. So I think Aaron Jones is in line for a big game, but not over Mixon, not over Conner, and uh and we'll see how uh Lynch and and Lynch should continue to play well. We'll see how Coleman does um, with Devontae Freeman coming back. Alright, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll continue to take your calls. We'll get into, like I said, some DFS suggestions and we will certainly help you win your fantasy matchups.
2: Eye on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. It's our final segment here and hopefully we've given you a lot of information to get you ready for week number five and our good friends around the World Wide Web, I guess. You still people The kids still call it that? I don't think so. Around the internet? Our um, newsbreakers in the world of the NFL, on ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports. Uh, I'm a junkie, Heath. I stay up late. I never sleep. So I wait for the Adam Schefter reports, the Ian Rapp report reports, about who's going to play, who's not going to play on Sunday. And typically they come in the middle of the night. We're getting lucky here tonight. Absolutely. We're coming at 1140 Eastern. So let's uh, let's catch you up on some of the news. Uh, this is according to ESPN. Devonte Adams, guy we've been talking about a lot this week, a lot this uh uh the show, expected to play, listed as questionable with the calf injury, but according to ESPN, he will play. So keep Adams active. We don't know about Geronimo Allison, but Randall Cobb is out. So with Adams playing, Marquez Valdez Scantling, trusting him or not trusting him?
1: Not trusting him in anything other than a DFS punt. And maybe some fourteen
0: or sixteen right. team right. leagues. Yeah, very
1: deep league as a as a third or fourth wide receiver.
0: Some some guys that we were expecting to play Uh, Marvin Jones going to play, according to ESPN. Larry Fitzgerald going to play, according to ESPN. Matt Breida in that same game will play for the 49ers, again, according to ESPN. And now the fun news. Guy that you've been very excited about. I was excited about. Hayden Hurst going to make his NFL debut. But not just make his NFL debut. He is going to start against the Cleveland Browns. Hayden Hurst, 16% owned on CBS Sports League. Get that number up. So he is going to play. He's not your typical rookie tight end. He's 25 years old. So what's your uh, expectations for him this week?
1: Well, that 16% has gone up at, during the show. We <laughs> I was going through adding him as many leagues as I could. Did have to drop him in a few. It's hard to carry tight ends that aren't playing. Uh, I don't think you can expect week one that he gets all of the tight end targets for the Ravens, or ever probably. But that's because they throw the ball to their tight ends more than any team in football. You're still going to see a little bit of action from Nick Boyle, maybe Mark Andrews. But I do expect that maybe as soon as this week with him starting, he leads the tight ends and targets. And he's a yet another streaming option at tight end. There was a league where I didn't have any other roster spots and I had Ben Watson as my starting tight end. I just picked up Hurst. I'm going to roll with him this week because I'd rather have him on my roster than Watson.
0: Yep, and that's certainly a move that a lot of people should make. If you're not comfortable with your starting tight end, if you do have, let's just say, Trey Burton or the Buccaneers guys, if you've been going to O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, um, and you don't like Jeff Swain or... Cameron Brate or, or excuse me, Jess Wayne or Jeff Hyreman or CJ Uzma or whoever the case may be, go get Hayden Hurst because there's a lot of upside there in this offense. And then coming from NFL Network, from me and Rappaport, Dalvin Cook, the Vikings are not expecting him to play. So Latavius Murray, he's at 63%, or excuse me, 53% owned on CBS Sports. But we've been telling you not necessarily the greatest start against the Eagles.
1: You're, you're just hoping that he scores a touchdown because he's, he's never really been a guy that has a lot of success in the passing game, and he'll probably catch a pass or two in this game, but they just don't have much hope of moving the ball on the ground against the Eagles. I will have him ranked in the same range as someone like Mark Walton, and Mark Walton's a backup running back. For the Bengals this week.
0: Yeah, for me, he's more of a flex, but it's, you know, deeper leagues. If, in fact, the the, uh, the, the one thing you got to keep in mind with, with this Vikings offense, they've been throwing the ball so much, but we don't know what they'll do when they get inside the five, if they'll still continue to throw the ball, or they will get Murray an opportunity to maybe get a, a goal line chance, score, find the end zone. And they have had 10 days off to, you know, get over that Rams loss. So we'll see how they use Murray because they did not use him very well uh, two games ago when Dalvin Cook was out. All right, the rest of this show, the rest of this segment is all about you, all about your phone calls. Call us up, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Mike in Ohio, you are on ION Fantasy
2: Football and CBS Sports Radio. Hey, great show, guys. Thank you. Um, I've got a 12-team, one-half PPR, three quick questions. at quarterback, Rodgers, or Rivers? Uh, defense, Houston or Philadelphia? Uh, Flex, Mixon or Cooper? Those were uh, quick questions. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <job>. <laughs> I'll I'll go with Rivers at quarterback over Rogers, even though he's got Devonte Adams. I still don't feel great about that situation. I agree. I will go with.
0: Houston or Philly, a defense?
1: I'll go with Philly. I've got them back-to-back in my rankings, but I'll go with Philly. Okay. And then at Flex, I'll go with Mixon over Cooper. Yes, that's an easy one. Good job, Mike.
0: Way to make that quick. Uh, Guys, try to keep it to one question. We want to get through a lot of callers before the show is over. Jeff, California, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Thanks for taking my call. Running back, Freeman, Powell, or McCoy, I need two. Which Freeman.
1: Falcons-Freeman,
0: Falcons-Freeman. Okay. Devontae Freeman, Bilal Powell, or LaShawn McCoy?
1: I'm yeah. short-starting Powell and Freeman.
0: Yeah, I think that's the easy choice. You cannot trust LaShawn McCoy right now. Maybe not for the rest of the season. Caleb in Pennsylvania, you're on CBS Sports Radio and I on Fantasy Football.
2: Caleb. Hey, I need, I need uh, two... In a standard league, so no PPR. Am I going? I got Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Matt Breida, Chris Thompson. I need two standard league.
1: So I'm starting Tyler Boyd. I don't – Calvin Ridley, Chris Thompson, and who was the last one? Uh, Breida. Breida. I'm going to go with Chris Thompson. You're going to go with Ridley? Thompson, Tyler Boyd? No, I'm going to go Fuller. You're going to go Fuller? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Fuller and Boyd. I'm just a little bit worried with that being an 8 p.m. game, and I think he's fine. It's He's had so many problems in the past. So here's
0: what you do. You have Thompson still waiting.
1: That's true. That's so true.
0: Thompson plays Monday night. So yeah. I just <laughs> – Fuller's a guarantee. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously he's going to start – not find the end zone at some point with Deshaun Watson, but seven for seven. They played seven games together going back to last year, and I just don't see it stopping because they can't run the ball. So um, I think you just play the Fuller-Thompson fallout if there is one if Fuller does not play. Um, next we go to Jesse in Kansas. You're on CBS Sports Radio 9 Fantasy Football.
2: Hey guys, uh thanks for taking my call. Uh I need to choose one in a PPR between Sterling Shepard and Matt Breda.
1: That's a tough one. I I think I would actually lean towards Breda. I know that there's a tough matchup for Odell Beckham, but he, the squeaky wheel is for real and I expect Beckham to get force fed in this game. Both are good starts, but I'd go Breda.
0: If it was non-PPR I'd agree with you, but PPR Shepard has just the targets have spiked since Evan Ingram has gone down and there is no better setup for secondary receiver against this team because Ridley went off when Julio struggled, Boyd went off when AJ Green struggled. Shepard, Julio, I agree with you. Odell's going to come through at some point, but I don't think that means Shepard gets negated. The slot receiver against the Panthers has been very good, and if it was again non-PPR, I, I would go with Brita, but I'm going to take him. In, I'm going to take Shepard in uh, in PPR. David in San Diego, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey guys, PPR question: twelve teams. I'm pouring and on. I'm, I'm looking for upside. I saw my waiver, uh, my free agent pool. Uh, Chris Godwin and Randall Cobb. I'm just looking for upside uh, going forward because my receivers is Landry, Cooks, and um, and I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Thanks. Yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely think Godwin has more upside than Randall Cobb, especially since you don't need a receiver for this week. Neither one of them are playing. I'd go with Godwin. Godwin's ownership has
0: dropped to about 52%. I saw when I was going through some looking. He's going the wrong way. Well, look, he's coming off a bad game and he's on a bye week. But uh, I still think that he's going to be what we thought he was going into the season, which is a good complementary threat to Mike Evans. He's been overshadowed by Deshaun Jackson. But, you know, I have faith. You have faith. uh, Our callers should have faith in Chris Godwin. Go buy back in. Uh, Walt in Louisiana, Go.
2: Yes. uh, About four weeks ago, I picked up Patrick Mahomes. My starter was Drew Brees. This week, one's playing Jacksonville, one's playing Washington. Which way do you go?
1: Go with Drew Brees. He's going to break the record, and he's going to score a bunch of fantasy points on the process. And you're in Louisiana, so go root for your boy. Pat in Ohio. Pat, what's up?
2: What is up, fellas? I like the way you work it. Good stuff. I'm looking to hold on loosely to the season long quarterback receiver combo with bacon. No diggity gotta bag it up. In this case, Keenan's arms like spaghetti. On the surface, he's calm and ready to drop bombs to Demarius Thomas His routes. He keeps on forgetting. Now I rely on Eli with a slice of Hummus slumber, Sterling Shepherd Pie. Speaking hypothetically, could it be Dak to the future if Des Bryant signs back to Dallas? Snap back to reality. If that is if Des Bryant signs with anybody Got to go by, so high. No thanks, guy. What I got advice, you got to give it to me. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Shout out to all the ladies with breast cancer. I support you like a brawl thing. Pink nest. Have a lovely evening.
0: So, the question is in regard to Des Bryant. I know there was a lot there. And, Pat, we love you. I <laughs> know oh, I loved it. It's awesome. You are, you are clearly are, uh, uh, on the Mount Rushmore of callers for uh, for our show here. So, uh, Des Bryant, the report is Dallas not interested. Still out there. Richard Matthews, still out there. Any reason to hold on to those guys?
1: I have no reason to hold on to them. There's a like, add Dallas to the list of teams that are reportedly not interested. And for a while, we thought maybe it was a price thing. I'm not sure it's a price thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any reason to hold on to Des Bryant. at this point. Uh, Taywan Taylor, 11% owned. Go get him. In uh, Dante Moncrie for this week alone, he scored in two of the last four games. 15% owned. A little bit more. Muhammad's a new 42% owned. Kiki Q T 40% owned. Uh, Jameson Crowder in a, in a Bigger or shallower league, 60% owned. There are better receivers out there than Dez Bryant. Yep. You can move on. Jack in Boston, go.
2: Man, how the hell am I supposed to follow that guy? I should just hang <laughs> up. Uh, but uh, PPR league, uh, starting two running backs and a flex. I got Connor, Ingram, Breida, Amari Cooper, and um, who the hell's the other one? Uh, Tyler Boyd.
1: So I'm starting Connor, I'm starting Ingram, I'm starting Boyd. Agreed. That one's an easy one.
0: Very easy. Good job, Jack. Uh, you cool. followed it up greatly. Nate in Rhode Island, go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, in a 0. .75 PPR, um, Mark Ingram or uh, Matt Breida for running back?
1: I'd go with Mark Ingram in no PPR, and all PPR, and in 0. .75 PPR. Yep,
0: hopefully there is fr- fresh legs and, and a lot of production there for uh, for Ingram. Patrick in Baltimore, go.
2: I'll like, well, go four receivers. And uh, two running backs and a PPR league. Baldwin, And uh, Marvin Jones. And I also have Carson from Seattle. Do you do you think I should switch on Carson for Baldwin? You think that's going to be a fair advantage?
1: Yeah, I think. I, you, you you cut out a couple times there. So I heard Alshon Jeffrey. I heard Baldwin. I heard Carson. And I think the question was if you should start Carson or Baldwin. Yes. Is, okay and you said it was ppr or non-ppr it is ppr sir in ppr i would start doug baldwin over chris carson okay there
0: you go thank you patrick Uh, next next time speak it to the phone so we can hear you (laughs) ernest in texas go
2: good evening guys thanks for taking my call Two quarterback league question i have rivers mahomes or cam thanks guys
1: it's a two-quarterback league. You get to start two of those guys. You're going to have a great week. I'd start Rivers. I'd start Cam.
0: It's amazing that we're benching Patrick Mahomes in a two-quarterback <laughs> league. I agree with you. Mike in Sacramento, go.
2: Hey, guys. I'm looking for two starting running backs. I've got Devontae Freeman, Deion Lewis, Alex Collins, Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, Mike Davis. Obviously, I'm not doing that one,
1: but uh,
2: PPR league.
1: So I, I'm starting – brita and eckler he doesn't have brita it's uh
0: monte okay. nope. freeman deon lewis alex collins chris carson eckler and mike davis
1: correct i'm gonna go with eckler and deon lewis
0: so we're benching monte really? freeman uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that one uh kyle in california
2: go a standard league two wide receivers i've got uh, boyd galladay and Diggs. i'm i'm a little jaded against the vikings uh am i silly for going boyd galladay
1: I would go Boyd Diggs. I would sit Galladay. It's hard to sit any of those three right now.
0: Yeah, I'm going to sit Boyd. I agree with you. It's hard to sit any of those guys right now. But uh, Diggs should absolutely be in your lineup because Jalen Mills has been a free space. And hopefully Jalen Mills on Diggs, we see a lot of that. But uh, it's a good problem to have when you have great receivers like that. Gene in Philadelphia, go. Yeah, a PPR
2: league. uh, Derek Thomas or uh, Jordy Nelson? I'm
0: going to go Jordy.
1: I'll go Jordy as well. Yep.
0: uh, Okay, thanks, man. Yep, you got it, Gene. Good luck with Jordy Nelson. Good luck to everybody that uh, has got those tough lineup decisions. We'll be back on CBS Sports Radio tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can also check us out on CBS Sports HQ starting at 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Heath, did you have a great time tonight? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Adam Azer, you could stay away. We don't need you. But, of course, we do need you, so come back next week. Thank you to uh, our boys Chris and Ryan in the back. Handling everything here. Thank you to everybody who called. Thanks to Darwin's look on the updates. This has been fun. For Heath Cummings, I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Thanks for listening to I On Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.